Hello everyone, what is up everyone? Welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire season, you can check out adzsports.com slash Dallas. We've got daily Cowboys articles up there and we actually have a roster cuts tracker for you to check out. So if you are uh, one of these days uh, or, or over the next few hours, if you're wondering who has been cut, who hasn't been cut, uh, you can check out the tracker on adzsports.com. And the show, as always, is presented to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. We will talk more about them on the right of the week, which is a special one in a few moments. But before We'll dive into the roster projections. As I said at the beginning of the stream, we're going to have two projections, one for the Tuesday initial roster and one for the game day roster. Uh, my question, starting right off the bat here with you guys, my question is, which is the position group that you have more questions about when it comes to this projection? Uh, what is up, Toxic Tom? I thought that... I, I thought that you had gone to Mexico. Somebody here, somebody that watches primetime regularly had gone to Mexico in a vacation. So I, I confuse those two, definitely. Uh, but what position group is the one that has you the most intrigued as to how it will look like in the final roster? Toxic Tums' offensive line. Benito with the optimism. I like it. He says, this is our year. Let's go, Benito. Uh, offensive line, big questions. Six to me, uh, that is from Ryan Doyle. Mickey Cox's O-line. O-line and cornerbacks is six to midnight. Cornerback is an interesting one. Uh, cornerback, probably the biggest questions that I have there is, will Nishan Wright be released? Because I know that Kelvin Joseph has turned into a conversation, but I refuse. I refuse to believe that the Cowboys will get rid of a second-round pick. Plus, I'm not entirely sure that they should in the first place. Uh but, but but I do wonder about Wright. Is there a possibility that Wright doesn't make this team? That's definitely one, a big one. Uh, we've got offensive line here, offensive line. Uh, six to midnight says, and, and I agree. He says, Alarcon looked bad on Friday, Mo. So six to midnight. It was a rough game for, for Isaac, man. Definitely was. They moved him back to guard. Now, I will say... Carlos Nava, who is a reporter for ESPN Mexico, and he covers the Cowboys. He's a, see, he's a legit Cowboys insider, but he might not be known for the to the U.S. fan base as well as to Mexico's fan base, uh, just based just based on the fact that he works for ESPN Mexico mainly, and he has appeared in some Cowboys official shows even. But according to Nava, great great reporter by the way. Isaac was not actually fighting for a 53 spot on Friday night. So that was kind of disappointing. He said that it doesn't matter how, how good his performance would have been. He was, headed, he was headed back to the practice squad under the international player roster exemption. They can remove that exemption, but Nava's report indicated that, you know, Isaac was not making it this year to the roster. That was disappointing for sure. And it wasn't a good game from him. From him. Uh, he got the start. He played in the first quarter. And he had a few rough reps, man. And he was called for two penalties. The third quarter got better. But, of course, that had to make sense. Not a fan of having him play guard on Friday night. But, yeah, he had a rough time, definitely. And he's not making the roster. He's going to be in practice squad one more year. 
with the international player exemption. Now, they can remove that mid-season. It would be a surprise, but for what it's worth, they could. Professor O, Mo, you better have Peyton Hendershot on your 53 or I am rioting. Spoiler alert, I do. Listen, Peyton Hendershot, and I do because of his play, but also because in the, the noise is too loud now. Uh, I don't think that you can ignore what the reporters and the insiders are saying on Hendershot making the team. The question is, do you have four tight ends making the team or do you have only three of them, right? Because the Cowboys do like Sean McKeon too. Anyways, uh, we've got Aviante Collins is a stud, says Postal. You know, I will tell you what, Aviante Collins is one of the players that I, you know, I hesitated the most on. Let's get into it. Let's get into the Tuesday roster right now. So, Actually, that was the, the first question. Professor O kind of spoiled it for me. I'm just kidding, Professor O. But my question for me to you guys is, do you agree or disagree that Peyton Hendershot is making this Dallas Cowboys team? Let me know in the comments. Uh, let me know what you think about that. And let's get into it. Let's get into my Tuesday roster projection. This is what I believe the Tuesday roster will look like. So that means that some of these players are headed to injured reserve and you have to make some cuts. You, you have to make some cuts that are rough cuts, but that you're expecting to make back in, into the roster, right? You expect them, you expect to sign them back. Uh, Professor O says, agree, LOL. Russell says, no, practice squad. Holly says, I think he makes it. Gregory as well. Uh, Chad says, agree. He's got a shot. Says Shane Carter, who covers the Cowboys for ADZ Sports Dallas. Agree for Chris Davis. Pretty much everyone saying agree, 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 agree. So good comments. Good comments for Peyton Hendershot. Jessica, though, says disagree, even though I really would like him to. There you go. Let's get into it. Here's my Tuesday projection. I didn't include Aviante Collins, uh, spoiler alert, and that's the one that I am struggling the most with. So let me know as well in the comments. Do you think I messed that up? Do you think that Collins... Aviante Collins should have been in my projection. Here, let's look at it real quick. Uh, I don't have a fancy design for you guys because, you know, time-sensitive program since the cut-down day is too close. But I've got Cooper Rush making the roster at quarterback. Last time I had Will Greer. I was expecting he could win it. And even though I find him more exciting, even though I like the way that he makes plays, even though I thought that he was getting those three quarters and was going to earn the job, there's no question that the Cowboys like safe answers. And Cooper Rush appears to be the most safe one. So I've got Prescott and Cooper Rush at quarterback. I am sorry. I like Malik Davis a lot. I like Rico Dowdle a lot. Uh, Champ Clean's injury, by the way, it sucked so bad because it also happened so late in the game. And that stank. But I've got only two running backs based on the fact that I agree with, I agree with John Owning and his tweet from earlier today in which he indicated that even though you like Malik Davis and everything, it's not like the Cowboys are afraid to risk these running backs because they're still easy to find, right, at the end of the day. I think Rico is ahead of Davis. I think that if there is a third running back on this team, it will be Dowdle. I don't think it will be Malik Davis. And I believe the Cowboys are going to be willing to risk it. Now... I can see them taking three backs, 
but the Cowboys have gone with two running backs for the past couple of years. And I think they will be willing to risk getting them into the practice squad and then elevating them before they need to make a final decision. Remember that NFL teams can elevate players from the practice squad. And that's what, you know, factors into my decision here. So, yeah, I'm sorry about that one. I know I know that it will be controversial. We'll see what happens at the end of the day. But I've got Seek and Pollard making it into the team. I think we carry trees as Billy Bailey. Yeah, I can see that, you know, the chat did not like my prediction for them to have two uh, running backs only. So my wide receivers, Lamp, Tolbert, Brown, Fehoko, Turpin, and then you've got Wallop, Gallup and Washington. Washington will be placed immediately on IR, but he needs to make it into the team. I think they're going to, I think they're going to keep him and then they're going to place him on IR. Thank you to Eric Montoya, who says, I get your point on the running backs, Mo. Yeah, man. Now, Schultz, Ferguson, McKeon, and Hendershot. Mickey Cox has four tight ends with two running backs. Come on, Mo. I will say, it is way harder to come upon a legit tight end in the NFL than it is a legit running back. So that's also the reason why. And... I, I do think it's it's pretty likely that they carry two running backs at the start and then they elevate whoever they get into their practice squad, right? So four tight ends, because I don't think that they will risk Hendershot. I have a hard time believing that they keep Hendershot but move on from Sean McKeon because the Cowboys do like that experience. Now, the Cowboys want to use a lot of 12 personnel, especially early in the season. So carrying four tight ends to start the year makes a lot of sense to me. Maybe at some point they get they get rid of that of one, but four tight ends seems like the way to go. I would much rather... Okay, here's a question for you guys. If there's only one thing you can do to start the year, which would you do? And let me know in the chat. Forget about offensive line and the rest of the positions. Let's say it's one of the two. What are you prioritizing? A third running back, Rico Dowdle slash Malik Davis, or a fourth tight end in Peyton Hendershot? What would you rather prioritize? A third running back or the fourth tight end? Let me know in the chat and... By the way, while you do that, let me talk to you about our friends over at premiummazda.net because the ride of the week is the CX-5 2.5S Premium. So we're actually stepping up from last week's ride of the week, which was a CX-5 Grand Touring. But let me talk to you about the features of the Freeman Mazda CX-5 2.5S Premium. This thing has an all-wheel drive, a Wi-Fi hotspot, adaptive cruise control, Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto. I've talked about this before on the show. I am a sucker for Apple CarPlay. Heated leather memory power seating. So the seats on this thing are legit. You need to check this out on FreemanMazda.net. Check out the interior pictures, the outside pictures. A miles per gallon capacity of 25 in the city. That goes up to 30 when you are in the highway. So check out the Freeman Mazda the, uh, CX-5S 2.5S premium. Make sure you check that out on freemanmazda.net. Back into the question though, 
What are you prioritizing? A, a, a third running back or a, a fourth tight end? I'm interested in your answers here right now. Uh, Jessica says that the three running backs, Gregory says tight end, Postal Max is cut McKeon, Henry shot for Burl Killer, third running backs is Todd. Uh, let's see. They're going to be running it more this year, says Kenneth Fraser. Uh, I would get rid of McKeon, says QBR. Mickey Cox says, how do you rest Seek or Pollard with only two running backs? To be fair, are we sure Pollard is going to be tired? <laughs> I mean, I, I hope so. I do hope so. I do hope that they get him as involved as we want him to be. I, I'm not sure. Uh, Bruce says, I have to pick tight end. If I had to pick tight end, says Bruce got the toxic use. Kenneth says that the third running back, this is actually way more, you know, split than I expected to be. Nothing wrong with Seek except battling a knee injury. Shake my head. Jessica says, they say Pollard may play more like a wide receiver. I hope so. I, I want to buy it. I hope it's not lip service, though. Now, Chad, I've got you. I've got you. Stay with me. Stay with me. Remember, I'm, I'm sharing two roster projections with you guys tonight. One of them is the Tuesday initial roster. And then I've got the game day roster. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Anyways. Mo, if we're going to be running 12 personnel as heavy as it sounds, I would keep a tight end. It's a toxic tongue. Bingo. That's, that's where my head is at. I need the tight end. I need that tight end. Uh, Dennis Houston is definitely a notable absence from my Tuesday roster projection. But, you know, you do need to, you do need to sneak in Washington into IR. The Cowboys are not getting rid of James Washington, I think. I might be wrong, but it would be a big surprise to me. Offensive line is the one that I struggle a lot with. I am hoping the Cowboys sign somebody. Uh, but so far, it sounds like Tyler Smith is the option at offensive tackle to, to you know, take Tyron Smith's place. So I do want to add a, another tackle. It might be Avante Collins. I do want to add maybe a swing guard. But I will tell you what. I do think the Cowboys bringing somebody. If it's not and Eric Fisher to take over the left tackle role, they will at least bring a, a swing guard, I believe, in, in here. Or a swing tackle, excuse me, or something like that. Uh, they're going to add some depth if they don't find a starter at left tackle. It sounds like the Cowboys are leaning heavily towards having Tyler Smith just shoved into the successor role just based on the comments over the weekend. I'm sure that you guys heard all about them. But also, I am hesitant to, to buy into the fact that it is already decided. I don't know about that yet. I'm guessing that the Cowboys are going to wait until Tuesday, see who gets cut around the league, and then, you know, just make a decision on, based on who's available and how much you like the players that are available, do we want to bring somebody in to start at left tackle, or are we putting Tyler Smith in a very dangerous situation maybe after not having practiced as a tackle since may but this is definitely i will admit the position group that i cannot figure out uh, aviante collins might make it i don't know if the swing guard is in dallas right now if it's not connor mcgovern which kind of sucks because it puts you in a, in a tough position in which your only backup guard slash center would be Matt Farniak, and maybe you would need to ask him to do a little bit of everything. So, so far, it is Farniak based on this projection. Uh, offensive line, a tough one 
to um to figure out for sure collins won't make the team now that well let's go is back says professor oh yeah well let's go complicates it for him i will tell you what if you are uh if you are hoping for Aviante Collins to make it over Josh Ball, you have a disappointed uh, a, a disappointment coming your way. Uh, Josh Ball is making it, it appears, especially after a decent showing in week three. I don't know if it was decent. It was not nearly as bad, though. So there's that. Although there was this moment on the broadcast that just cracked me up. I don't know if you guys noticed it, but you know how sometimes the highlight music starts blasting while you're watching a, a, a football game, and then you get this montage of highlight plays while the music plays. And you know, the music comes on, and you know you're watching highlights. Just psychologically, it's how it works. The music comes on, and, and you know you're watching highlights. So the music starts to, you know, sound on the broadcast and you get a Josh Ball play, but you get like a single Josh Ball play. And I found that funny. And then you got Nate Newton just destroying Josh Ball in national television because the game was broadcast on NFL Network. And I was just laughing out loud the whole time. It was a funny situation, definitely. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if somebody was asking about Bash. It was Cam here. Basher needs to be cut. Yeah, TJ Basher was already cut. He's, he, has, he has been waived. So, yeah, TJ Basher no longer on the Cowboys roster. Cowboys corner, that's, I don't know about that, Cowboys corner, but I appreciate it. Uh, he says the GOAT Rodriguez. There you go. Nate the Great says Rex. Yeah, man, uh, Nate Newton went after Josh Bolt. That was one of the funniest segments in the entire game especially because the, the broadcast crew was kind of <laughs> was kind of trying to to find an optimistic angle towards the whole situation and Nate Newton was like nah <laughs> I'm not having it <laughs> he just kept trashing them it was so funny man but yeah uh that's the offensive line in my Tuesday projection then we get into the defense and all right defensive end Demarcus Lawrence Armstrong Fowler Williams and Chauncey Goldston, uh, notable absence, Terrell Basham, for sure. I do not have him making my projection. And then defensive tackle, Ozo Diusuwa, Gallimore, Keel, and Bohana. I think, and this is maybe a, a long shot of a prediction, but I think that Watkins is temporarily cut. And maybe he finds a way back into the roster when... when the Cowboys stash some players on IR. I think Watkins ends up being on the game day roster. But honestly, I had to make a cut and I didn't know where. So I had to cut Watkins here on defense because I'm not sure I could cut any other player on the team. Uh, linebackers, Parsons, Cox, Leighton Van Der Esch, Luke Gifford, Devin Harper, and Anthony Barr. So six linebackers. I'm intrigued about that one, though. Uh, I'm not entirely sure... If you're going to get a surprise cut on defense, we might uh, we might see Harper or Gifford maybe off the team. Cornerbacks, I do have Wright. I do have uh, Kelvin Joseph. I wonder if Nashawn Wright can be cut for maybe CJ Goodwin. If the Cowboys want to prioritize sticking with their special teams ace, Goodwin is a tough one to figure out. 
because you know the Cowboys like Goodwin. You you know the value he's what he brings to the table on special teams, but you're already sticking with Turpin, right? And Harper is likely also is also likely to be a, a exclusive special teamer. And the same for multiple of these players. The same for Marquise Bell, maybe. Uh, so I, I do have that a question mark still on my mind of is CJ Goodwin going to make it or not? But this is my six, my, my group of six cornerbacks. Uh, Kelvin Joseph. Kelvin Joseph has gotten a lot of hate, and I'm not against it. But he is a second round pick, and we did see him play some sticky coverage in the regular season last year. I cannot put that behind me just yet. I cannot. Now, Kears, Wilson, Hooker, Bell, and Mukwamo. I think five safeties is a lock. The Cowboys are going to play a lot of three safety looks. Jaron Kears is technically a safety, but he does play his own position as a hybrid. I don't know how Dan Queen calls it exactly, but uh, for example, in some schemes, you will call it a jack or whatever. Marquise Bell is that same player. The Cowboys are not going to risk losing Marquise Bell, so he's he's making the roster. And then Israel Mukwamu earned his spot, man. Israel Mukwamu is one of the biggest winners of the Cowboys preseason by a wide margin. And he brings a lot of versatility to this defensive backfield. He can play free safety, which is the biggest reason why I have him on my roster. Uh, sure, the Cowboys have Donovan Wilson and they have Marquise Bell, but I'm not sure I would trust Marquise Bell playing in a free safety role if Malik Hooker goes down. Uh, but maybe you do trust Mukwamu. So I have him on there. That's my Tuesday projection. Now, no disrespect to the special teamers, but I didn't put a graphic together for them. Uh, of course, Brett Maher, there's no Lyrium anymore on the team. Uh, Jake McQuaid and uh, Brian Anger is, are my, my true specialists. No, no graphic for them. No disrespect for the special teamers. Just, I don't know, it would have been a boring graphic maybe. But yeah, let's see. Uh, some of your comments here. Alex Flores says, uh, we've got Alex Flores here on the, on the Facebook chat. He says, Nashawn Wright sucks, and you know it, my friend. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, he is one of the biggest losers of this preseason. I do hesitate, though, in knowing that he's, and, and we might forget about this from time to time, but he is a third-round draft pick. This is a big, this cut-down day is a big test for the Cowboys' front office. Are they going to be able to overcome the sunk cost fallacy to get the players that actually had the best performances throughout the entire offseason, or are they going to let a player's draft stock influence their decisions? Forget about what they should do. This is also about what they are likely to do. And the Cowboys value their draft picks a lot. And, and I cannot think of a single high draft pick, like a, a top three rounds draft pick for the Cowboys that they have moved on quickly after they got him. Uh, how about Tyson Hill? Still on the team. Now, he's been playing significantly better, uh, so maybe we hesitate on that a little bit. And he is a lock to make this roster, man. Hill is. So, 
I want to see that. It's definitely one of the biggest storylines heading into Tuesday, for sure. Jonathan Cortez says, and for those of you who are just joining the show, first and foremost, do me a favor and hit the like button because every like allows us to put this show in front of more Cowboys fans. And if you are liking the show so far, make sure you tune in every night. I am live Sunday through Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central, and we'll be doing this throughout the entire season as well. So uh, I'm looking forward to sharing yet another season with you. Jonathan, honestly, he's not. It sucks. Uh, Carlos Nava from ESPN, who is a great reporter, most known to Mexico's fans, I would say, uh, reported Friday night that Isaac was not fighting for a roster spot anyways. Uh, he reported that he was not making it, even if he had played a great game on Friday night, which unfortunately he didn't. He had two penalties called against him. Uh, but yeah, it sucks, but Isaac not making it to the roster. He is making it to the practice squad once more as an international player, which gives him another year of development. He has progressed significantly since he joined the NFL. So my hope is there. But yeah, he's, he's not making it this year, unfortunately. I really genuinely objectively thought that he could have a shot this year, but it's not going to happen. So that was my, and, and I will get, uh, Todd says, do you have them cutting Richway or practice squad? I have them cutting Richway, but making it to the practice squad for sure. Yeah, uh, Richway would make it to the practice squad, I would say but I don't have him in my fifth tree. Now, that was my Tuesday projection. After some IR moves, the roster will obviously look different. And keep in mind, we are projecting the roster without any outside additions. There will be outside additions. I, I am willing to bet there will be outside additions. So here's my game day projection, including... The six inactive players. Now, that's just the, uh, the seven inactive players. That's just a shot at the dark, to be honest. Uh, but uh, let's look at it. Let's look at it. We've got Gallup on the roster. So after putting Washington on IR, I do think the Cowboys can find a way to keep Dennis Houston. Um, remember, we always think as a fan base that players are going to be poached by other teams. And yet that rarely happens because every team has the young guys that they like. So I think they can find a way to get Houston back on the team. And Gallup does need to be in the fifth three man roster if they want him back before week five. Hendershot might be the other in, uh, another inactive player. Uh, Matt Waletsko, especially as he deals with that shoulder injury, even though he has been able to play already. And once more, that offensive line is one group that I struggle a lot with, especially because having four of them is definitely a, a tough ask. Uh, eight of them between offensive tackles and interior offensive linemen. Now, once more, the Cowboys could very well change their minds. <laughs> uh, there's a, a weird situation going on in the YouTube chat. But I will get to that. I, I think there's, I think the idea of putting Tyler Smith at tackle is not set in stone. I can see the Cowboys walking back on this decision if they find somebody that they like in free agency, especially once all of the cuts are done. 
This is my game, the projection. I will go position by position. All right, let's do this. Prescott and Rush at quarterback, Elliott and Pollard, wide receivers, Lamb, Tolbert, Brown, Fehoko, Turpin, and Houston with Gallup inactive. Four tight ends with Hendershot inactive. Uh, so Schultz, Ferguson, and McKeon, obviously. Jake Ferguson had one of the best preseasons as well. Oh, we've got bots on the YouTube chat. We've got bots on the YouTube chat. Let's take care of that real quick. I think somebody already did. Shout out to the to the mods. Uh, Wes says, I disagree with Rush making it, says Wes. I get why, honestly, Wes. I don't, I don't hate that. I had Will Greer on my previous projection. But just based on what the Cowboys have done, sounds like they like Rush way more than they do Greer. They like it safe. I don't, I don't mind that. Now, Mar Martin, Biotish, McGovern, and Farniak. That takes us to the defensive side of things. I think they find a way to get back Watkins, a defensive tackle. So at defensive end, we don't see a lot of changes. Just Lawrence, Armstrong, Fowler, Williams, and Golston. The notable cut being Terrell Basham. Defensive tackle, Oza, Gallimore, Big Bo, Tristan Hill, and Carlos Watkins. Once more, I didn't have him on my Tuesday uh, projection. He is one guy that I believe the Cowboys can get back on the roster if they need him. And then linebackers, no surprises there. Parsons, Cox, Banderesh, Gifford, Barr, and Devin Harper. Harper potentially being inactive. I don't know about that. Cornerback, Diggs, Brown, Lewis, Joseph, Bland, and Wright. And then Kears, Wilson, Hooker, Mukwamu, and Bell at safety. Those do add up to 53. By the way, I, didn't, I forgot to include the actual numbers on this whole thing. And then the specialists, once more, no disrespect, no graphic for them. But, of course, Jake McQuaid, Brett Maher, and and uh, Brian Anger. There you go. There you go. Let me see some of your comments, though. Let's see where our disagreements are, where our agreements are. Jay Duncan says, this team is dumb if they think Rush is any good. Noodle arm and no mobility. Well, listen. I'm not sure that Greer had enough of a good game to be like confident in him making it over Rush. Because going into that third preseason game, I was all in on Will Greer. When I heard he was getting three quarters of play, I was like, heck yeah, let's get him a chance to win his spot on the roster. Man, those, those first few drives were rough. And I find it important because Jay says... And I, I don't necessarily disagree with Jay. I can see his point. He says, uh, noodle arm for Jay. There were some plays from Will Greer that made me say those very same words when watching the game. There were some, there were some plays in which I said, you know, that's, that's a noodle arm, man. Uh, and he made some wild decisions. So the Cowboys being the Cowboys are more likely to play it safe, in my opinion. So that's why I put Rush in, but I'm not sure about that one. I, I can see why it makes some uh, for some disagreements. This shift at the end of the day is right. I cannot disagree with this. I, I think it's impossible to do so. This shift says Rush is a better game manager than Greer. What, what do we think, really, deep down, what do we think the Cowboys like better? 
a better game manager or a better gunslinger if Dak Prescott goes down for one game. I think I think they prefer the game manager, which is why I have them there. But it's a tough one. Cooper Rush washed says Samuel. Play Mike at quarterback. C says facts, Mo. Yeah, it's not pretty. I, I know, but I, I do think it's going to be Rush. You know, if Rush or Greer have to play a significant amount of time, we're screwed anyways. So QB2 is always the most overrated concern in pretty much every NFL team from what I've seen. Because I've covered other teams and I have come to learn that every single fan base worries about their backup quarterback situation. And when they're not worried about their backup quarterback situation, is usually because they don't have a set-in-stone starting quarterback, like maybe the Pittsburgh Steelers with Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Pickett, and Mason Rudolph, right? Uh, you could trade for Mason Rudolph. I wouldn't hate that. I think that the Steelers are trying to chip Rudolph away. I wouldn't mind that backup. But maybe a team like Detroit Lions wants him mo uh, a little bit more. The New York Giants, after Taylor was carted off the field today. But yeah, every fan base worries about their, their backup quarterback. And of course, you, you have to. It's an important position. But man, you can barely get 32 starting quarterbacks in this league. Yeah, Hollis is your most likely going to lose that game with the backup quarterback in anyway. Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys were the exception to the rule when they got that win versus the Minnesota Vikings. But that was a big-time surprise. Let's see. Yeah, Samuel Taylor did get hurt. I, I didn't follow up on that one. I don't know what, it, what, what ended up happening with him. By the way, one minute ago, Todd Arker tweeted out, the Cowboys will release quarterback Ben DiNucci, a seven-round pick in 2020. So... Absolutely no surprise there, but it's been made official by Todd Arker just now, one minute ago. Maybe somebody already said it, said it on, the, on the chat, but I missed it. Yeah, but anyways, that's my roster projection, game day projection, and Tuesday's projection. It will be fun. Make sure you check out adzsports.com slash Dallas. We're going to be covering the cuts in there, and we actually have a tracker for you in case you want to check it out and keep updating that. Uh, I will likely have to update that as soon as I get done with this show with, uh, with the Ben DiNucci cut. So make sure you check that out, and make sure you check the website out as well. Uh, catch Skywalker Steel tomorrow morning. Let me know your agreements and your disagreements on my projection here in the YouTube chat, in the Facebook chat, or if you want to do it, on my Twitter account as well. You can find me at NFL. That's M-A-U-N-F-L. Do me a favor. Hit the like button because every like allows us to put this show in front of more Cowboys fans. I love you guys. Hey, this was a, this was a good day for ratings. So I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you for being with me tonight. Uh, I am live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central. I'm your host, Mauricio Rodriguez. I hope you have a fantastic start to the week as well. I'm excited. We're talking, we're talking cut down day. Soon enough, we're going to be talking Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's going to be fun. Uh, thank you to everyone. 
And for those of you who are fighting on the YouTube chat, don't fight. We're on the, we're on the same boat here. Uh, we, we had a couple of guys going back and forth saying, I'm not your, I'm not your bro. I'm not your Paul. Come on, man. It's a YouTube chat. <laughs> They're still going at it, by the way. <laughs> thank you. Thank you to Gregory, to Billy, uh, to Eric, all of you. I, uh, I like your comments. Thanks so much. Prime Time was presented to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. Adios.